Thank you, Peter. It's always uh, breaking to read just through some of the Proverbs. I'm sure some struck you even just uh, in the, the wisdom that's expressed there. Just powerful insights. Our text is verse 24, not verse 4, but verse 24, where it says, A discerning person keeps wisdom in view, but a fool's eyes wander to the ends of the earth. Congregation of Jesus Christ, we are looking at the book of Proverbs in relation to our schedules this evening. How does your schedule look? I don't know if you have a schedule like this. It's getting just a little ridiculous. There's scheduling that just goes on and on. And sometimes, do you get it? Sometimes you think at the end of the day, I've been running around everywhere, but have I, I really accomplished that much? It's just, I don't know. Or if you ask yourself too, where does all the time go? Where did it all go? You're running around from one thing to the next, quite frantic often, trying to keep up, trying to get home, trying to get out again, trying to get here, trying to get there. Where does the time go? When you actually break it down, they've done research on these things, and naturally we have to spend some time eating. Everyone spends a little time eating during the day. That's a good thing. It's surprising how much time we spend waiting. They've asked people and talked to people. Yeah, waiting here and waiting there and waiting for this, waiting for that. There's a lot of time spent waiting. So I like it too. On your cell phone, you can have a book on there. Do something useful while you're waiting. There are surprisingly a large amount of time looking for misplaced objects. It's quite remarkable. So do try to be organized. It will save you a lot of time. Put the keys on the key rack. Keep your phone in the same place. Make sure your wallet's where it's supposed to be. Because, boy, they've actually found it is quite surprising during the day People hectic already and then looking yet for stuff. Where is that anyway? There are always two, of course, our actual work and things important, our time, absolutely. Then there are the various recreational interests we have, right? Uh, Just a little something, a hobby on the side or who knows what. And then you add the hobbies and things of the kids and And pretty soon the schedule gets pretty, pretty full. And then to schedule in some devotional time or some personal spiritual time does tend to get just a little more difficult because the schedule is full and getting fuller, uncomfortably full, a little bit like the feeling that we get after a Bob Ronnie buffet dinner. You have that uncomfortably full feeling. Your whole schedule gives you that feeling. This is just not good. It's not right. I'm out of control. Thankfully, the book of Proverbs 
gives us significant insight into the things of life and the godly things of living, and that includes controlling our schedule. And so tonight we're going to look at that. We can bring the various Proverbs. There's quite a number of Proverbs speaking to this matter. And we can include them under the headings on the handout that we need to line up our priorities. But first things first, we don't have time to do everything. So we should be doing What is of priority? Second thing, uh, we do need to lighten up. Often we we put more stress on ourselves even. We have to do do that. Got to be here. Got to go there. And it's just unhelpful and unhealthy. And finally, as Proverbs does always, look to the Lord. Look to Jesus. Make it a priority to keep your focus on him as as you're going through things. Where is my Lord and what would he have us do, have me do? So we're looking at those three things. First of all, lining up your priorities. Proverbs 17, 24. Our text, a discerning person keeps wisdom in view, has that, has that focus while a fool uh, starts off, runs in many directions. The fool races all over the place, trying to keep up with everything. Can you identify with this verse? There is that reality of trying to keep up with everything, doing all kinds of things at once, juggling all kinds of different appointments and interests and things. Proverbs 17 says, a discerning person chooses to do what's best, makes choices to line up the priorities, decide what is important, because we don't have time to do everything. Just realize that and do what's most important. Proverbs 12, verse 11 says, Those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies lack judgment. There again, you have the sense of, of, of not focusing clearly on what you really need to do. Learning the difference between important and unimportant things. The difference between just more activity and truly accomplishing things of value and worth. Too often we find ourselves majoring on the minor. So you're chasing after every little detail. Doing things that are not necessarily wrong, but are just not really necessary. And then you get off of track. Then there's not time indeed. So Proverbs talks about lining up your priorities. Uh, Make plans and and the sense of even letting the Lord lead in that. Where are the priorities? Uh, Proverbs uh, 16 verse 9 says, we should make plans counting on God to direct us. The valuable things, the significant things. Proverbs says, "Think, think it through in that way. Why do we do what we do? It's amazing how people just get caught up in just doing more and more without really thinking it through, without examining priorities. Just there's pressure here, pressure there. Somebody's got to do it. I might as well do it. When, when really it's not a priority. Jesus models it in Mark chapter 1. In Mark 1, Jesus is beginning his ministry. 
And, and right away, as people get a sense, too, of who he is, they, they come at him again. They say, we need you to do this and this and this. And in Mark 1, verse 35, Jesus has just finished doing a beautiful work. He's been in the town, and he's healed the people, and he's taught, and he's helped. And, and then and he's away praying, and the next morning, the disciples come to him and say, oh, come on, come on, you've got to come back. There's more to do in this town. And Jesus says, I'm finished in this town. I've done my work in this town, and I'm going to the next town. But there's all this stuff you've got to do. There's people sick and dying and all kinds of things. Jesus has made his statement. He has done what he needed to do. Goes on to the next town. It's all okay. He has a priority. Spread the gospel. And he sticks to it. So that reality that we need to have those things in mind, the priority of, of what we need to do for the Lord especially. And so just for yourself, just personally, just reflect on how you are that way. How clear are your priorities? Do you think things through that way or do you just race from one thing to the next? If you race from one thing to the next, that's a five. That's poor. If you have a clear sense of priority, so you do what you can do without feeling guilty may mean you need to say no sometimes. Then give yourself a one or two. I ran across a little helpful uh, tip as I was uh, preparing this message. It even, uh, there was a suggestion just to help you make, you can, you can make a list. You know, we... We make the to-do lists. How many of you make a to-do list? All right. Yeah, I do too. Hey, you just wake up. And say, oh, write it down, write it down. Long list, right? Make a don't-do list. That, that I, don't, I don't actually do this. I, I won't be drawn into doing this. I, this is what I do, absolutely. There's a to-do list, but there's also a I don't do list. And so, yeah, I'll help uh, in here to a point, perhaps, or I'll, I'll do my part, but I won't do everything because I don't need to do everything. I'll, and so that you have that, that reality. The second thing is that we need to, just in our own understanding of all of those pressures that we put on ourselves. We need to lighten up our attitude. A sense of stress. Stress is an attitude, and it, it weighs us down, and, and we put it on ourselves. We are so busy. We're so stressed. And Proverbs 12, uh, 25 talks about that. An anxious heart weighs a person down, but a kind word cheers up. So you have that sense, too, of, of, of just lightening up. Try to relax a little bit. A little bit of humor here and there does help absorb the stress, absorb the shock. To lighten up from your hectic schedule, which most commonly is hectic because you are so intent on trying to do everything. So that reality just... Out of Proverbs, Proverbs 14, verse 30, a heart at peace 
gives life to the body. And that reality, just to, to be at peace, to be uh, living life, a light, energetic, a peaceful, relaxed attitude. That you know what you're doing and that you you realize too that that you can't do everything and that things don't always go as planned either. Whenever I make a worship schedule, I always put on a top, tentative. This is the tentative schedule. And then somebody comes on a day and says, Pastor Mike, we can't do that on that Sunday. I say, oh no, everything is ruined. Say, no, it's a tentative schedule. We'll switch it around, everything's fine. And so you have to just Receive things a little more relaxed. I want you to remember these two essential rules. If you need to write them down, you can write them down. Rule number one, don't sweat the small stuff. And rule number two, it's all small stuff. You have to recognize it's all small stuff in God's eyes. Are running around like crazy? Just relax a little bit. God is in control. We are doing our best, but we can't do everything, and we don't have to do everything. And so we put our trust in God. Jesus himself had that relaxed concern. If you read about Jesus in the Gospels, he's not in a hurry. He's walking here and there, even when it comes, uh, and he's asked too for for to heal the, the servant. And and you have to come, and then the servant dies. But Jesus is is not in a hurry. He's not going to be rushed. Taking care of what he can, does what he does. And so we read too about Jesus that he goes about his business. He lives and and works and serves the Lord every day in in the ways that he does. But he never healed everybody. He never healed everybody. He never fed. Everybody, he never completely restored the poor. In fact, he says the poor will always be with you. But he said he did what his father wanted him to do. And he was at peace with that. And he knew he was doing what he needed to do, even to the cross. He did what he needed to do but he wasn't stressed or or rushing frantically about. He was focused, very caring, very loving, but at peace. That reality, even Proverbs 14, verse 30, a heart at peace gives life to the body. So in that reality too, we need to recognize too that, that even there, to have a joy in the Lord. Proverbs seventeen twenty two, being cheerful keeps you healthy. And there is that, that reality, even scientifically, the endorphins that you get when you relax, when you smile, when you laugh, it's a healthy thing that you can just be joyful at peace in the Lord. A lot of tension is, is our own added stress. And if we can just lighten up a little bit, then... We can do more. We can lighten up a little bit when we recognize that we are trusting in God and that he is the one who carries all the stress.
So again, rate yourself. How positive is your attitude? Have you laughed lately? Are you able to relax a little bit? Then give yourself a one or two. Or do you continue to add more and more tension and stress to yourself in every situation? It's just getting worse and worse. That's a four or a five. Finally, we can, we can relax a little more, we can lighten up a little bit when we continue to focus on our Lord Jesus. That reality comes through in things like Proverbs ten twenty seven. The fear of the Lord add, adds hours to each day. The fear of the Lord adds length to life. So it lengthens the day. If you think, too, there's not enough hours in the day. Well, we all have about the same amount of hours in a day. But when you have that sense, too, of I need more time, then, then if you look to the Lord, then, then you have a, a more balanced focus and you actually get more time. It's less stress. It's less demanding, really. And you can go forward in a day with more time trusting in the Lord and doing what you are called to do, even having a quiet time, a prayer time, that you can just enter more fully into the Lord's leading in your life. One commentator put it this way, the reason that we get stressed is because we take ourselves too seriously and we do not take God Seriously enough. I thought that was very insightful. If it all depends on me, if it all depends on you, then we better run, boy. Oh, key. Because, boy, there is everything that we better make sure is okay. But if we trust in the Lord, take him seriously, the one who calls us and leads us and cares for us, that's very freeing. That's very encouraging. Martin Luther, already long ago, mentioned on the days that he was most stressed, he would spend more time just with the Lord in devotion. And he was a a teacher and a scholar, and he was defending the faith. And and boy, oh boy, he had every, every sense of stress you can imagine. And yet he would come back to just a a careful, uh, prayerful time with the Lord as his center, as his strength. And he was able to manage all these things. So that sense of, of our living wisely to seek our strength from the Lord, not to become overwhelmed by all the other pressures, because then we are really getting weaker and less productive and all our racing around is only stressing out everyone else too. You are just... You are just banging up against other people and and they are getting all upset too. And the kingdom of God is not advancing. Jesus took that personal time as well. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, we began uh, a couple weeks ago looking at that, that we trust in the Lord with all our, in everything we do, we put our God first. And that is such a comfort such a joy. 
So again here, just for yourself, evaluate too, just that sense of relying on the Lord. To be strong and, and close in the Lord and circle of one. Or if it's, it's just been not so easy at the, this time, because the schedule's pretty hectic. And give yourself a four or five. and Seek to move that up if you can. Finally, what do you have your eyes on? A Corey Ten Boom, a quote from Corey Ten Boom, a wonderful Christian witness. If you look at the world, you will get distressed. Oh, man. If you look within, you'll be depressed. You know, I have to make my way in this world. But if you look at Christ, then you will be at rest. And you can go forward in the confidence of the faith. So what you have your eye on. And finally, uh, I began with Psalm 23. We set it together as our confession. I uh, put it on the back of the handout. Some of you probably noticed. I do want to just read through it with you uh, here. uh, Just to read it with you. I'll just read it. Uh, the Psalm 23, this is a Japanese paraphrase. The Japanese, of course, are very driven folk, very, very productive and hardworking folk. Uh, Psalm 23, the Lord is my pace setter. I shall not rush. He makes me stop and rest for quiet intervals. He provides me with images of stillness which restore my serenity. He leads me in the ways of efficiency through calmness of mind and his guidance, his peace. Even though I have a great many things to accomplish this day, I will not fret, for his presence is here. Timeline is all important. He will keep me in balance. He prepares refreshment and renewal in the midst of my activities. By anointing my mind with his oils of tranquility, my cup of joyous energy overflows. Surely harmony effectiveness shall be the fruits of my hour and I shall walk in the way of the Lord and dwell in his love forever. What a, a nice working of Psalm 23, which is the Psalm too, that we would be at peace in the Lord. And as we go forward, that would be my prayer. Let's pray together. Dear Lord, we thank you for your calming presence in this world and we pray in our lives. And we pray, especially too this evening, that you would help us to line up our priorities. Put first things first, putting you first. And then in our lives too, our responsibilities and our ways of serving you, Lord, that you would help us to keep that straight. Lord, help us to lighten up on our own attitude, not to take ourselves so seriously, and yet to take you more seriously and put you first in our lives as our first priority. Help us, Lord, to look each day to you in faith and obedience. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it's practical and relevant. And we pray that you would help us this week practice these truths in Jesus' name. Amen.